Is there any hope for us? Or are the rumors true? Are we just the mulch and kindling at a cruise? Can we recover from this? Hey, all right, this is Tim Crisp, and you're listening to Road to the Skeleton Coast with Brendan Kelly. Brendan, what's going on, Bova? How are you? Man, I'm good, man. Um, You know, just settling into the very end of summer with no end of anything inside except for nice weather that's really cool um as we record this it is toby jag the fourth um member of the lawrence arms touring party our erstwhile steed and uh guide it is his birthday as we record this so happy birthday tobias let the record show that we are recording this on Wednesday. Wonderful. Uh, it's That's so cool that Toby's birthday is just on – it's on Wednesday. Yeah. It, that's mm-hmm. really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's, somebody, somebody I was talking to not too long ago was just like, yeah, you know, my mom's birthday. It's on July 4th every year. <laughs> right. That's – um. And how birthdays work and stuff and dates, <laughs> you know, but uh, I, I get it. But it's, it's just one of those things you say and then instantly you're like, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, my birthday is on Thanksgiving some years. Um, not every year, but Thanksgiving's always on a Thursday. And my birthday is always on November 24th. So when they match up, that's a that's always a real magic time. Yeah. Something you can really give thanks for, um, you know. Man, it's just going well today. I'm already, I'm already entranced with what's happening. Well, we are uh, excited to be joined this week uh, by all of you out there who have subscribed, and um, not not to like start things off on a further uh, weird note, but you notice that we haven't been getting some ratings and reviews on the on the old iTunes, um, which I think I, I don't really know why I tell you to do that every week. I just I just know that it's important. So if you could, like, please help us. Help us help you and help uh, more people out there. Actually, tell your friends. Do that. So write a review that said, hey, Tim, Brandon, I told my friends. And that's wonderful because that's the best thing that you can do for anything that you really like is to share it with someone who you know is going to be like, hey, if you're liking it, I'm going to see what all the what all the fuss is about. So, And you should definitely tell them to go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash sandwich. Pretty much the coolest thing that's ever happened in the history of the world is over there. Well, I mean, it's up there for sure. Um, yeah, uh, we we did not have a guest this week due to um, personnel. Um, uh, what you know, taking some personal days over here. You know, it's been a big week on the um, on the um, administrative side of this podcast. Um, you know, all all the way around. So um, there was no. <laughs> Special guest so far this week, but um, you know we're gonna get like my fucking neighbor or some shit in here next week, and it's gonna be awesome. Um, oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I do have a neighbor who's eighty years old and went on the flogging Molly cruise. 
Whoa. Yeah, guys. Bill. Yeah. He's- Patreon.com slash better sandwich. <laughs> Brandon, I'm sorry to cut you off there, but we really need to think about number one. And number one is the two of us. So we got to make sure that we're holding back on all the good stories. So if you want to hear more about Bill, Patreon.com slash better sandwich. Also, um, we talked to uh, we talked to Toby, not on his birthday though, because that was on a Monday when we talked to him. That's right, that's right. Yeah, um, there's a lot of great people over there. Um, you can see, you know, your your Brian Fallon's, your Robbie Kellenbergers, your Dan Andrianos, uh, Tom May, um, can uh, Dave Haas. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of people over there. I mean, it's the list is getting too long for me to conceivably not fuck it up and forget somebody at this point, Sam Russo. Um, I'm trying to get the ones in that we, I, we forgot Garrett. last time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Garrett was on there recently. Um, so, yeah, check it out. It's cool. It is. It's the it's it's a really cool place. We had a nice little uh, conversation about the epigraph that appears in the liner notes of this the album that we're talking about today, the album that we continue to talk about, O Calcutta by the Lawrence Arms. Now, we went through tracks one through three last week, which, I mean, I'm looking back at just the way that that record starts with those three. And it to me, there's really no competition, honestly, with a one, two, three for a Lawrence Arms record. Yeah, I have to say, um, yeah, it, it comes it comes in pretty pretty hot, and uh, you know what can I say? These are this is this is a good record, and it's like uh, it's um, it's all 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 records are kind of stacked a little bit, but we had enough good mm-hmm. songs that we could stack it and still have a good record for the rest of the way. But um, but yeah, these are. Uh, these are some these are some pretty tough this is pretty tough one two three I think for sure and uh yeah I mean Lord no, we talked about those three songs for like two hours last week so I don't know if I really have too much to add but uh <laughs> you should check out last week's episode if you doubt me um it, it, it indeed was two hours what I what I think is kind of a cool effect it's something that I talked a little bit about with Great Lakes, Great Escapes, and it happens here as well, too, is that, you know, when you talk about sequencing a record and how you want to kind of stack the first two and then have a little bit of a come down for track three is the general idea. And I think that Recover, along with Great Lakes, they both have those, like, sort of quiet instrumentals to start things off that almost have that effect of like yeah let's bring it down a little bit but then very quickly you're hammering it over the head yeah once again i mean this was this one was sort of designed like the intro the beginning is was designed to like start out very um light sort of and then Mm -hmm. just be extremely pummeling when it came in you know just with their like I mean, that screwdriver is going across the pickups when it kicks in there. Um. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I was listening to that noise because it's like you... First of all, I guess like when you wrote the um, 
when you wrote the beginning section of this, and we should also point out too that this came along with cut it up, like yeah. on the like kind of the the one that kind of broke the dam on everything, right? That that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote these songs on the, I think on the same day. Yeah. Um I mean, I think I wrote like cut it up in the morning and then this in the evening or something like that, but they were mm-hmm. they were done on on the same day. And you can really kind of tell in terms of like the way th- there's just a lot going on that's like similar between the two songs. Um, totally. It's just like a real like chunky sort of beginning and then sort of breaks free and then there's a chorus that is really like staccato and drum heavy and then mm-hmm. like a big melodic outro you know so it's like they're but cut it up is almost like the in my mind sort of like the i don't want to say little brother to this song but like the uh it's it's like the more like streamlined like racing version or whatever like this one this one has got a lot more going on Mm -hmm. yeah you talked you talked about cut it up is possibly being a single and yeah i feel that energy from cut it up the way that you describe it but this like it just stacks so much on at the end and there's also like a lot to be digested in what you're saying on this song yeah it's really interesting to i was thinking back about the 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 lyrical content of this when i was thinking about getting ready to do this today and I mean, with the with the way the world is right now, it's 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 so funny that we thought everything was so fucked in like two thousand five, you know, and, mm-hmm. and 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 it's like uh, it, the you know the they're just the title of this song is "Recovering the Opposable Thumb," is the idea of like relying on science and logic and uh, you know the best and brightest minds that humanity has to offer in order to pave some sort of guiding light for the rest of us Mm -hmm. and what seemed at the time like a rejection of like sort of intellectual values and um (laughs) we had no idea you know i mean we're talking about you know that we had i don't know man it's like it's just so crazy it reminds me of like uh god i once you stop bullshit and you're like oh i can just pander to the stupidest people because a they're easier to pander to because they're stupid and Mm -hmm. b there's a ton of them you know so Uh like Holy fuck, if I could just pander to the stupid people, I could be like, I love stupid people. And they're like, yeah, you're talking about us. You know, and uh, next thing you know, uh, you've you've created some sort of like civil war situation in our country. Um, and it's, it, it, you know, I don't know, man. I'm no big city political science major, but I will say that that is the... That's the difference right now. And right now is that they mm-hmm. figured out if you pander to the stupid rather than just like kind of discount how important education is a little, which is, I think, what was going on 
in like right. the early aughts or whatever. Um, there, there was a sort of a, you know George Bush would be in the White House saying like you know I read a book once you know stuff like that and you know and it's just like what are you joking about dude that's fucking like you, you know like he kind of like reveled in his like base basic ignorance right yeah. you know like he he was like proudly like sort of not a statesman or whatever and uh and then you get now and it's like i mean like donald trump literally it you know fucking alternative facts fake news fucking i like the d- denying of just any sort of anything <laughs> every everything i mean and mm-hmm. this you know and it's what the title refers to recovering the opposable thumb is like you know obviously the opposable thumb is what separates us from the animals i mean theoretically right you know in terms mm-hmm. of uh yeah the way the, the way like uh tactility relates to increased brain functionality or whatever you want to say uh yeah and um over 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 the course of evolution of course and uh and it just seemed like such a regression at back then it's amazing that these lyrics are more about right now than they were about back then yeah and i think that one of the things that i was thinking about too is that like in during this time period that uh this song was written in there was um i think we were we were in a position where like the kind of um the argument uh, like for or against science was in a in a much easier position for us to sit with than it is now like like these arguments feel a little quaint like oh we're gonna like talk about evolution and whether or not like we should teach that in school and it's one of these one of these like issues that people just have an opinion on and it's been i think part of the way we exchange information for so long that it really has fallen into a point where yeah it it's not like we ever took like a large step into where we are now where we have a thing like alternative facts but back then it was i don't know it just felt like dinner conversation in some way which is you know fucked up because our country was doing a lot of fucked up things then and i think yeah it was easier to ignore it um for a lot of people yeah, I you know, it's just uh I don't know, you know, it's the the fucking the frog in the pot, man, whatever you want to say. It's like the uh you know, the temperature's been turned up pretty pretty high, but yeah, you mm-hmm. know, the Yeah, it's 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 depressing. I guess <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I can say. I didn't like it then, I don't like it now. You know. So w- when you started this song off, um, like, did you have it r- like fully in mind right away that you wanted to open the way you do with sort of a little croon, kind of a, a sort of like Nero um, or, you know, whatever, um, like type of character who's kind of like introducing everything. It reminded me of like a, going to see a play where you have like some some jolly man come out and like say a couple lines. It's just like, all right. Here's the scene. Yeah, um, that's a great way to put it. And uh, 
Yeah, I guess it is sort of like a narrator, right? Um, that mm-hmm. opening line. Um, I had it all planned out. Like the structure of this song on the um, acoustic demo is exactly as it appears on the record. Um, there's really not a lot of changes at all. I mean, except for things that I couldn't, um, re- like Neil's like crazy syncopated drum beats before mm-hmm. like the first chorus. You know, stuff of that nature. I can't, like, you know, that's not on the demo. And I couldn't come up with a beat like that anyway, because I'm not fucking Neil Hennessy. <laughs> I think that's about where where that kind of thing comes from. But, um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, the song was pretty much fully formed like this. And, yeah, in the beginning is just sort of like a little, like, set, setting of the scene. And then it kicks into that, like, that stompy thing, just... Dun, 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 with all the like mm-hmm. sort of industrial sounds behind it and i mean i guess it is all very dramatic right it's like it's like very mu- cinematic even yeah um that that introduction and then uh yeah I, I guess i've always pictured this like in a very cinematic sort of way like that opening line like i've seen expressions at department stores just like picture like Remember, like, old department stores where, like, the escalators would, like, crisscross each other, mm-hmm. you know? And you get to that point, and it's just, like, everybody just, like, dead-eyed, like, just staring at you. And you just, yeah. like, watch them just, like, go by on this conveyor belt. And it's like, ooh. I mean, that was sort of, like, the thought I was having mm-hmm. there. And then, you know, regression wafting up from the shores. It's just, like, the the fish, the fish with feet being, like... Uh, I'm going to go back in the ocean. I think it's pretty fucked up up here, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny when you think about like, you know, you having of like that, that concept and like that phrase in your head because you believe in evolution and then (laughs) with the bunch of fucking numbskulls who just like aren't speaking that language because they've said no right away so it's like you're you're i don't know what you're gonna be able to come up with in place of that evolutionary uh fact as a metaphor (laughs) for everything else that's happening but it seems like you don't need it at all (laughs) yeah it's all it's like i mean but i mean like that's that's sort of the thing. It's like you 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 see, uh, the I think that the big broad point in this song is that the actual act of questioning evolution as as a like a working scientific theory is almost makes your point of view correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if you. If if you if you are like seriously stupid enough with all of the things that have happened, uh, <laughs> very good. Like if you're stupid enough about the things that happened, uh, you know. Uh, no, but like with with all with all of the um, amazing breakthroughs that uh, you know that the scientific world has 
provided us with things like, I don't know, fucking vaccines. Some people don't believe in that shit. And, you know, uh, like mm-hmm. the, the automobile. I mean, even you can see in the co- construction of the automobile, the evolution of the fucking vehicle from like a goddamn wheel with a spoke to a car. You can trace the way that evolved. It's like the, the theory of evolution is it's fucking inarguable. I mean, when it's just like, well, if we come from monkeys, how come there's still monkeys? It's like, well, first of all, we come from apes and we are apes. Uh, you know, <laughs> so that we're not even monkeys, man. Um, the whole thing drives me fucking crazy. But I got to say, if that's your fucking opinion, you're really proving yourself right. Because like, there is, there's no way that's not regressive. Yeah. You know, and it's like. I guess it was one thing when people still believed in God and shit, but you know, now that he's dead, like, uh, get, get, come on, you know, now even like the fucking religious people don't believe in God. No offense out there. If you believe in God, that's cool. Religion. Uh, it's a thing that happens. <laughs> it's, it's possible to be thoughtful and to, and to have uh, a faith that um, aligns with some bullshit. I think that like, no matter where you look, there's bullshit. Um, it, it was like an interesting time because I feel like, um, there was, there was an HBO documentary that was out around this time about like, um, evolution denial and they would show like, um, yeah, just like, like speakers who would go like speak to crowds of like very young kids and just being like, does this look like your grandfather to you? And it'd be a picture of a fucking baboon. And they're like, no. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, the whole, the whole thing is kind of crazy. Like, you know, um, the, uh, there's so much to be gained from just like the thoughtful consideration of how, humanity has in fact evolved and i'm just talking about like in the modern age you know and Mm -hmm. it's like if you can see that evolution and you can accept that we are part of nature and everything that we build is you know like is part of nature i mean it's uh it's very like sort of abstract concept but really like this computer is made of all natural ingredients Mm -hmm. you know like like yeah you it's like what, what, I I don't know what else, <laughs> what else you could make it out of, like thoughts, um, mm-hmm. you know. But that that's that's what we're made out of, actually, Tim. Is thoughts and prayers. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, um, I you know I'm not even trying to shit on religious people unless you're stupid and you don't believe in evolution, in which case, eh, I mean, but that, you know that's it, it is you know you said it best. It is a quaint point now to argue mm-hmm. evolution. When, like, the argument's like, it's like we have a president who's just like, I didn't do that. You're like, but you did. We have it yeah. on a video. Look, right here. He's like, no, uh-huh. that, yeah. I didn't. You know, like, so So it's like the very fabric of reality is being questioned at this point. And, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I understand, like, a, you know, billions of years in the making scientific working theory. Uh, some people get hung up on the fact that a scientific theory is a scientific theory. You know, um, just mm-hmm. they get caught in the semantics of it or whatever. And again, it's a quaint, it's a quaint thing to even be upset about now. But you know, at the time when I wrote this song, I was definitely furious about the whole thing. Um, yeah. 
totally. It's it's fuck it's fucking wild. I think to consider just in the like, you see that same set of people who don't believe what's happening to the planet is happening, and it's like, yeah, well, obviously because you don't think anything killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> you think that God uh, got rid of them, uh, right? Five thousand years ago, but yeah, it's like it. I don't know. Stuff like that just makes me sad because it 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 takes away like so much imagination. There's nothing to be like there's nothing that a child can like look at in a theory in like not believing in a theory of evolution that like lets them say like, "Oh wow, like how did that work?" You're taking so much away by just saying like this is how it is. God told us. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, that is, you know, there there is less and less room for nuanced interpretation of religion these days than there was in the past, um, you know. But um, uh, it's it's ironic that something that's made up is more like doctrine than something that's like based in science. But again, I feel like I'm like, like myself being very dogmatic right now. And I, I don't mean, I don't mean to be, it's just this, you know, I mean, there's obviously a very angry song and it, mm-hmm. you know, the, the whole thing like obviously gets me fired up. I mean the, um, you know, there's a, there's a funny thing in this song, which is the, I guess you'd call it the chorus is one of the most misquoted lyrics that we have. And one that often is not often, but is tattooed on people incorrectly. And, um, is it count all your fingers is what people think? Yes. People think it says count all your fingers tonight. The actual lyric is count on your fingers tonight. The sentiment there is identical. So I just want you to know if you're out there listening and you got count all your fingers tonight on tattooed on you with the thinking that that was the, the lyrics. It's the same exact fucking thing. I like, I'm not, I am mad at you. Um, mm-hmm. I should maybe enunciate a little bit better. I mean, the idea is it's fucking, you know, the opposable thumb. It's right there on your hand. Just if you can count to five, there's your evidence of fucking evolution. You know, that's that's what the that's what the idea is, you know, Mm -hmm. count on your fingers tonight and believe what you find. Right. Uh, Right. And um, it's not like it's not like, hey, you can you can count on these fingers. They'll be there. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, I've never thought about it in that in that regard. But um be a weird thing to say. I suppose that's kind of kind of true too. I mean, like unless you're like a machinist or something. Uh, in which case, you know, maybe not. I love the line though. Like, uh, this is not a celebration of slipping through some crack. It's it's a funny thing to just like put it in those terms because I feel like you know when we're not to me feeling like I I am like doing okay somehow. Um, that's kind of how I feel of like, yeah, I like slipped through the cracks. Like, no, you know, nobody called me on my bullshit, um, up until this point. So things are, 
right going good right right and and like i think i think that is dude that's something to celebrate all the time when you're like mm-hmm. you know if you like get stopped by the cops and you've got weed in your pocket or something like that and you know and they don't search you or they search you and they don't find it that's like mm-hmm. you could celebrate slipping through that crack that's fucking terrific luck you know um yeah but like uh my point was more like this ain't that like you everybody doesn't just get to go whippity do never learned it so it doesn't exist you know mm-hmm. and like like this is actually like a regression a in a, a real time rolling back of uh humans um intellectual evolution you know mm-hmm. i also felt like this was a time when like there was a there was that christian element of like punk that had just started to happen with like bands like under oath and you know kind of christian yeah. uh hardcore music which was strange i really never knew like how to sit with it it just felt like it came out of nowhere and then a lot of those people um i would just see like a crossover with like a science denial and like you know a a, like punk person or person who liked like aggressive christian music yeah i yeah that i don't know what to make of that it's hard to I mean, a lot of those bands are really very much, very much not for me. So, Mm -hmm. like, to the point where I couldn't even, like, tell you if they're good or bad. You know? Like, it's just, like, I hear Mm -hmm. something, like, from Autumn to Ashes, and I'm like, oh, that, there's nothing about this that appeals to my sensibility whatsoever. But that doesn't mean that they're not good at what they do. I just, what they do is not for me. Again, um, or... Maybe they maybe they suck. I don't know. I don't know. I like that. That's how fucking far out that shit is. Um, I actually don't believe in them. I don't believe they ever existed. Um, you know, it's sort of. Let <clears throat> I me mean, show me where they are now. I'm, I'm looking around. I don't see any evidence of from autumn to ashes or under oath. I think it. it it's just something that scientists told me was real. <laughs> you know. 10 years ago and fucking here we are so that's a good point yeah i think i'm i think i'm with you uh, uh, on there for uh, for modem to ashes is is zero years old yep that's right that's right <laughs> um i'm sure that everybody uh listening is excited to get to what is maybe one of the best lines that you've ever written in any of your songs yeah <laughs> Toby Keith's horses and Toby Keith's men finally put us all in our place. They fucking, you had to be slapping your knees when you wrote that one. (laughs) Well, you know, the funny thing is that, like, I find that um, there is a sort of, um, you know, I talk about this with Dave Hawes a lot because Dave used to be um, pretty, you know, wild and crazy guy. And Mm -hmm. he, like... Um, he got, he got sober, you know, like I think something like four or five years ago. And, um, we talk a lot about it and Dave's obviously very clever and very quick, you know, now, mm-hmm. but he's always like, yeah, you know, and the conscious and the unconscious are a little bit closer together. 
we've had a few drinks or something. It's like sometimes that shit really comes out of you really fast. And I feel yeah. the same way with sort of like um, real inspiration and also anger. Like a lot of times if I'm like sometimes you get really angry and you and you can't you can't even like finish a sentence because you're so angry. Mm-hmm. And other times mm-hmm. it's like you, it's almost like you're sitting there listening to yourself say all this stuff as you're like, you know, whether you're like, you know, fucking yelling at some asshole that you, you know, fucking have been wronged by and, 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 and you know, some way like some friend of yours or, you know, some spouse or something like that. And all of a sudden you're sitting there and your mouth is just going like a million miles an hour. And you're like, wow, that was a good point. I didn't even know I really knew that, you know, right, like, you're, and, right. you're just like, and this was just like one of those things where it's like, I was just writing so fast that that was out of me before I even really thought about it. Toby Keith, for those of you who don't know, is a country singer from like really popular at this time. Um, about 15 years ago, I think he's still kind of held on to his, his whole thing, but he is a real outspoken, Fucking uh, American, yeah, just Amer- American pride dipshit, kind of more than anything else, and mm-hmm. um, and kind of like didn't care about being stupid and all that stuff. But he, you know, the thing is, Toby Keith also has like aged kind of well since then. I mean, in terms of like, you know, he was always not that I think that the Democratic Party is fucking not a reprehensible organization because <laughs> it is. But, like, uh, you know, he was always a registered Democrat and stuff like that. Like, he had, like, a mm-hmm. nuance to him that yeah. um, I thought I thought was very interesting. But, like, it wasn't really so much – I mean, it was him. I, I definitely wanted to, like, you know, shit down his throat a little bit too. But it was mm-hmm. more like the people that kind of, like, follow him into battle, like, because – So, what, he's the guy that wrote Red Solo Cup? Now, all of a sudden, like – you, you know, and it's right. like, and he loves America that much, you know, and the cops and yeah, the, you know, the war in Iraq, he, you know, and it's like, fuck this guy and fuck you guys. Like, you know, just like, and, and, you know, obviously the whole Toby Keith's horses and Toby Keith's men is a metaphor for like a shattered society, right? Cause it's mm-hmm. Humpty Dumpty reference or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even though there's no reference to Humpty Dumpty actually being an egg in that nursery rhyme, it's very weird. Yeah, that we have developed this notion that Humpty Dumpty mm-hmm. was an egg, which I, for one, reject as uh, <laughs> you know. Show me the proof. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's a theory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I took a, I took a children's literature class in college, and we spent a we spent a good amount of time looking at like some of those old fables and and stories where we, yeah, we have a like modern version of them that is totally not based on what they actually are, especially like those Hans Christian Andersen and Brothers Grimm like stories, which are all like yeah, dark, way darker, dark as yeah. shit. Yeah, for sure, but. Oh. That like I don't know the the reason that that line obviously works I don't need to explain it but the fact that Toby Keith's horses is all the king's horses it's just yeah it's just perfect yeah well thank you man um yeah I mean that this 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 entire this entire song is kind of a rant 
you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, it just kind of like this is where it really fucking kicks up. And there there was um, you know, after the first like right before this line, it's one of the only times that I've ever like I didn't like I did like a and then I do another one that comes mm-hmm. in and I like almost never do like my voice, my voice, you know, but I really wanted it to have that like crazy, just like fuzzed out chaos because I had heard shit. I don't remember who it is and it's not going to come to me, but that was something that I'd taken from someplace. And it was like, mm-hmm. it was like Axl Rose or something along those lines. Oh, for real? Yeah. It, but uh, where it's like you, you scream and then you scream again, and it creates like this really chaotic, off balance sort of vibe that is mm-hmm. not the same thing. You know, like it's staggered, but it's the same voice, but it's a slightly different timbre. But it's like, is that the same? You know, it's just like it, it's it, kind of like just, uh, like an echo when you're falling down a well in yeah. a movie how yeah. it's it just when the second one comes in when the echo comes in and the other one is still going it's yeah. very very crazy yeah it was intended to be very discombobulating and then it gets into this whole like mm-hmm. you know like um uh for a while yeah yeah because i mean there is so many layers of vocals that come in with that toby keith horse's line well that's just chris and myself it just sounds so huge yeah (laughs) i think i think it's just like the it's just the way it's delivered you know it's like um there's so there's so much going on there um Mm -hmm. in terms of like projection and like how fast it comes in coming after those screams and all that stuff and then the way that the the beat smooths out also you know that does a uh that does a lot to sort of just like propel it upwards and onwards or whatever. Um, yeah. I think that like what's, what's a really good like sticking point for Toby Keith is that it's really, he's such an embodiment of that really, really bad energy that came out of nine 11. Like we'll yeah. put a boot in your ass, like yelling at the Dixie chicks. And it's like, that to me is where something started with this country that has really just gone off the rails because it's just a blind, like, I mean, it sounds like shitty to say, but just, you know, America. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it's like when, you know, patriotism replaced religion for a lot of people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, 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 or became like, I don't know, baked into religion, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, which is fucking i mean i hope the irony's not lost on you simpson like jesus fucking christ <laughs> that's like what the whole idea of like american patriotism was supposed to be completely free of religious ideology by design um and you know i don't know but like worshiping the troops is the same thing as worshiping um a bunch of fucking angry saints or whatever you know it's Mm -hmm. like it it doesn't doesn't make a difference if you're fucking praying to jesus or praying to the cops you're you're still you're still just stuck in some like fucking dogmatic thought 
removal process. It's just safer not to. It's a safe. It's a safe way to not have to think about anything whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I yeah. feel like worlds like really came together because. Like, I'm sure he saw this thing with Jerry Falwell Jr. Could you imagine that shit happening to any other Republican presidential <laughs> candidate and it just not being the end of everything? Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, it's, I mean, you know, he's been giving money to pool boys and fucking uh, male aerobics instructors and shit forever. I mean, like, th- this has always been going on and I kind of... I guess if you take the dude at his word, it's not what I thought it was. <laughs> you know, I had a very yeah. different impression of <laughs> who was fucking who in, in that in that entire little situation. But um, God still hates it. That's all that matters. God <laughs> still frowns upon it. Yeah, no, I, I well... I actually just sit back and watch God frown upon it, (laughs) (laughs) participating in it myself. This Um, song does a really cool thing where you have um, kind of a a bridge after that comes after the second verse before you get into the chorus. You know where this is the fucking slap line comes in. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool. like thing that you do a couple times on this record um it's just a very smart way to like like create something that is not what's expected i guess yeah i mean because it's not like a pre-chorus no it, it really is it, i mean the, the whole way the song is put together is a little bit chaotic you know and i mean like the, I, I think there there's something by design there you know it's supposed to sound like very chaotic and like it's like just like exploding right Uh um but but this part was definitely like this was the first thing i wrote where i was like we're gonna sing everything together i also like the idea of us singing like back and forth you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. um so this was like the first time i really got into that on um on the songwriting for this um and i think that really if anything it's the part before like the toby keith's horses and toby keith's men part that's really the most odd because that's just like it's just really like it's almost um cascading down you know what i mean like so fast and then this almost like stabilizes that second verse a little bit you know so it's like that that back and forth but um yeah i mean this is i think chris hates singing this part really but, but, i mean like and, oh, this whole song is hard for both of us i mean it's like mm-hmm. really it's an, it's an athletic song to sing right um yeah but uh you know <laughs> when this comes up chris is always like god damn it all right <laughs> you know i mean his voice sounds so great here yeah but it is like you can tell it is just pushed to the absolute limit mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean that is the idea um, behind how the song is supposed to sound, and like what I wrote my wrote it to sound like in terms of my voice as well, you mm-hmm. know. So it's like it's it's supposed to be just like teetering on the precipice. So in that way, I'm very pleased with how 
turned out. I mean, especially like after the second chorus when it drops out and you're both just going all out when it's yeah. just the drums. Um, what's the? Do you know what the effect is that Matt put on your voice? Like when you say we cover our eyes as we run to the gutter, it sounds fucking awesome. I think it's just a. I think it's just a, like a like a boss distortion pedal actually mm-hmm. it's so um, sick yeah and i mean all the sounds that chris is doing in the in the background there like under with the drums i think those drums are so no means no too if you listen to it, it's just mm-hmm. like it's just like so tribal and like you know primitive yeah. which is sort of the idea behind it you know mm-hmm. um and then the sort of like just like the, I mean the, the whole song kind of like thrives in like this sort of unease, and then like huge like cathartic explosions, right? Like that's sort of what the song is about a little bit. Sort of like what I was saying with the with that second verse. Yeah. Um, and then you get to like I guess the the big bridge of the song or the you know the catharsis um, moment of you know just like the dear mother. Um, which is such a, like, there were so many songs about, um, about Iraq at this time. And I, not that this specifically mentions like Iraq, but it's obviously like a letter home from a soldier. It's, it's what is going on in the world at that time. Um, I guess still, still continues. (laughs) Yeah. But it's funny. Like we wrote the, we, we were doing an interview, and somebody was asking about this part, and I was talking about it, and I was like, it's about being surrounded on all sides by, like, this sort of, like, militarized ignorance that refuses to, like, that you, you can't escape from, you mm-hmm. know? And... um like it, it you know like it's 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 all about like just like sort of like peeking your head out in a world that now no longer values all the things that like you've sort of grown up thinking are valuable and important right and then chris is like it's about fucking soldiers in a war dude <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it is about that, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, I this is one of those things where, where, like, I really did write it as a metaphor. And the fact that it is like a war metaphor only mm-hmm. speaks to how much that kind of shit was on my mind at right. the time. You know, like, when I wrote the part, it was it was about an intellectual, like, uh storming or whatever Mm -hmm. although chris is totally right it's about the fuck it's about fucking war dude Uh, (laughs) you know it's about people dying in a war uh and and like yeah so um it's cool the way that it comes in though because it feels like it's part of something else but it's it is so connected yeah well i mean like the idea here is just like 
this is another one of those parts. It's supposed to be like that, like raw energy of 15 kind mm-hmm. of just like bursting forward. But this one is a lot more sophisticated than the one in cut it up, which, uh, you know, is, I mean, they're, they're very similar in terms of like feel and vibe, uh, a lot more different in terms of one is very resigned and one is very enraged. I guess they're both, mm-hmm. they both have a level of resignation to them as well. But, um, but this was just, yeah, I mean, this is supposed to sound like fucking like battlefield type shit. But I mean, coming out of that, like, just like tribal drum beat, it's like, you, you just have to kick it up and fucking set it free. And then it's going yeah, to totally. it's gonna fucking, it'll bring you home, you know? Um, beyond the embarrassing style, uh, I, I love how much the first side of this record loves songs about nose drugs and people who do them and seem miserable. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a uh, this one. I really like this song. Um, I try to put this on the set list a lot more than it ends up on the set list. Even mm-hmm. though I write the set list, I think there's something about this song that it's hard for Neil to play for some reason, and. Um, and I think it's, Chris doesn't like to sing it as as much, um, but I, I really love the vibe on this one, and I love like how it like kicks in. Like the the bass line is super weird, and then like the guitar part is super chaotic. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's about sort of an amalgam of um, you know coked out weirdos that we know. You know, it's um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's I, I think. I don't know why this song doesn't sound. I don't know how to say this the right way. Like, it almost sounds like it's like having a laugh a little bit, but it's like the lyrics are very serious and and dark, but it it doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like. I guess it's because it's really not very sympathetic. (laughs) I think that would be. Totally. You know, it's just kind of like, hey, check out his asshole over here. Look at uh-huh. him. He's grinding away his teeth, huh? Right. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, because I think you hear something like, is it hard for you to sleep at night? And you hear the chorus on it, and it's just like, oh, man. What did this person do to wrong Chris? <laughs> and it's like. Oh, you look a little closer. It's like, is it hard for you to sleep at night? Yeah, because you, you're taking something that keeps you up late. Yeah, like <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, this is another one, and uh, dude, it's about people going to war. You know, <laughs> like, it's really like right there for for you to see. Uh, it's uh, so yeah. I mean, I think I I think this one is great. I think the. Um, I, I love I love the melodies in this song. I think they're cool. And I think the bridge is like one of my favorite parts on this record, actually. Yeah, but, the last minute of this song is like fucking it turns up in a really cool way. Kind of yeah. always like takes me by surprise because I I feel like the first half of it is it is like hard to put your finger on like what it is exactly that 
I think I like this song a lot. I don't love it. And there's something that I like that doesn't like fully sink its teeth into me. But then when that last minute comes in, it's just like, oh, everything here. It's like, um, you know, do you ever see the light of day? I really like the way both of you trade off on that because I think like you have a really cool way of enunciating that. Like you just put a lot more like character into like the end of those phrases. Yeah, yeah, that that is a part that I really like as well, and we sort of revisited that on that um, Dead Man's Coat song on mm-hmm. Skeleton Coast, where it's um, what is it? Um, fuck, uh, I, I got I got fucking uh, <laughs> I got behind the embarrassing style stuck in my head. Um, which, <laughs> by the way, that title it's like it's like look at that motherfucker over there. It, it's yeah, look at his clothes. No, no, it's beyond the embarrassing style. <laughs> like that's literally like where that came from. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so good. Um, and uh, but oh, changes all we have, all we have, right? Uh, that's mm-hmm. that's that's in uh, Skeleton Coast, right? On uh, Dead yeah, Man's yeah. Coat. It's and that's actually a big part of why that song is the instrumentation is the way it is on skeleton coast is because we didn't want it to sound like beyond the embarrassing style junior or whatever mm-hmm. you know so but yeah but i mean like the do you ever see the light of day part is cool but that when the sun goes down it's time to paint the town shit yeah. is like that's one of my favorite things to sing on any of our records yeah that part is so fucking it's it feels it feels so big um and that's like kind of the theme with all of these songs is that like you get to these moments where it just feels so big and it's like he starts hitting that octave and it's like oh cool this is like really really like building tension that's sort of just like racing towards like um i don't know like a triumphant feeling and even though the like you know I think when the sun goes down, like, you better paint the town, it's definitely said, like, in a, like, oh, fuck this dude. But there's also, like, yeah, that's, I feel that way, too, or at least. uh, Yeah, it's got that kind of, like, because it's sung so triumphantly that it kind of makes you want to go out and party a little. You know? know? It's kind of like when you, like, when you fucking watch Leaving Las Vegas and you're like, all right, let's get drunk now. Yeah. Yeah, you like you watch that shit and you're just like, "Oh, man." But then at, in the end you're kind of like, "Yeah, kind of I want to do my own version of that. <laughs> I think it'll go better for me though." <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey y'all, it's me, Tim. Uh we uh oh man, I, this is a this is tough news to probably have to break to some of you, but um we do in fact sometimes take uh pee breaks on this show. Brendan and I, uh, we both do, in fact, pee. So we came back into this conversation and uh, didn't really properly segue. But the song that we're about to talk about is Are You There, Margaret? It's Me, God. And also, um, there's going to be a word that's on the tip of our tongues uh, very shortly here. And the word is uh, nomen, G-N-O-M-O-N. What is that? Wait and find out. Obviously, this song's pretty significant um in 
our catalog and our live show. It always makes an appearance. Um, this is the first song we tracked drums for, for this. When we came in, Neil started doing everything, and it... First of all, it took fucking forever to dial in the tones. I mean, like... A day and a half or something. Wow. Like, it was just... I think it had a lot to do with it being on tape. Matt was really taking the project very seriously. And mm-hmm. um, and then when we started laying this down, Matt was like, no, like... <sighs> You're you're doing like this kick pattern and this kick pattern are too similar in these two parts. You need to be able to go back to this one at certain other parts. And like uh, Neil had, he like pushed back against that a little bit, and they they got into I wouldn't say an argument because they were working towards the same objective, mm-hmm. but they're both like fairly like um, stubborn, obstinate dudes. And um, I think they both had a perspective, and ultimately, I think it was one of those things like um, that happened so often, which was Neil realized that what that Matt's point was good, but just had to do it his own way for it mm-hmm. to not seem like he was just getting told what to do, which is something that I do all the time. And I'm also not a hundred percent positive because I had zoned way the fuck out by this point. Yeah. Just sitting there. I mean, this is, <laughs> it's so funny to say this, like, because like the, the luxury of being able to sit there and like, just get on your phone and dig through literally whatever you want that's ever been created is n- now an <laughs> option. Um, and it's like such a like absurd luxury, mm-hmm. you know, like the most for most of human existence, people didn't even have fucking chairs, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like, like, like you, you sat on the ground and that was the whole thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe you found like a rock that was flat on the top and you could do that shit. But like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the idea that I'm sitting here and I'm like, and this was before smartphones. So all I had to listen to was this like state of the art uh, drum miking going on in the state of the art studio. But it, but it was like the first four seconds of this song over and over again for like a day. So it, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> it did get pretty like. Um, water torturey uh, at a certain point. But, What'd you um, do? Yeah. What do you got? You flip through magazines? Yeah, you just kind of flip through magazines. You sit there. You look at Chris. You go, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like, shit like that. I mean, there's, there's not a lot to do. Go work on your sundial. I always like that, that insistence of, like, now remember... This was before smartphones. We went to this thing in uh, in Ireland that's like uh, one of those places where only at uh, like at six a.m. on the fucking solstice does the light come straight in to this thing. And it's like I don't remember. This is before. It's we know. We know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. The 
Those things are cool though. There's a name They're so cool specifically for those. Like like those kind of like I don't know what you want like earthly sundial art pieces or whatever. Like I mean mm-hmm. that's the the way I would describe them, like thinking off the top of my head or whatever, but like uh there there is like an actual term for it, which um you know, it's probably pretty pretty cool. Um words It was a very for- yeah. It was a very cool thing because it was built by Celts in like the year 4000 BC or whatever. Um, yeah, they were into that shit back then. And, you know, it seems to me, I'm no, I'm no big city Celt, but uh, <laughs> it seems to me like, what, what do you got? Like, you got like a couple hours to work on that motherfucker. And then you're like, okay, next year going to be back here to try to get this shit right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know how you how you do that. <laughs> like, like, it's, it's how'd, like you, I, how'd you just pick the stones up? Where did the stones come from? I don't sure, know. but even like with that, like, I, you know what? You can leave everything out, but like the guy that's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And also like, okay, he's like, today, I'm noticing today is the, like, because there's no, like, there's no sort of like, hyper accurate calendar or anything at that point so yeah. you know th- so he he's like figuring out something that will happen in our calendar now our modern calendar on the same day every year and that is the only day that it will do this very specific thing like and i believe it's um what is it like fuck well Chichi- they got it's like chichen itza like or something so. oh, okay where like um on the solstice, there appears like a, a uh, in in like it's all in shadow, and there's like a sun spot of a snake mm-hmm. that will slither down the entirety of the pyramid over the course of the day, and it's like, but That's only on the yeah. solstice, you know, and mm-hmm. it's the same shit, you know, and it's like, what? How the fuck did you plan for that? Like, it doesn't make. Yeah, I mean, I guess. <sighs> I don't know how you refry beans. So, I mean, like, it's not like, it's not like hey, I'm fucking some sort of like mad genius when it comes to this. And I'm just like, all right, I, I'm stumped at this level of the game. It's like, no, yeah, I don't know right. how any of it's done. But that part seems remarkably hard to me. Yeah. I, I, it's like the construction is crazy. And also just like the, okay, you're doing all of this at a time when, um, as far as we know, there is no like, like there's no Pythagorean theorem that's been discovered. Like that hasn't been like put into the books yet. So how are you getting these angles right? How the fuck are you are you following this and recording it to such a precision that you can do this? But anyway, there's no such thing as evolution. So um... that's also true. <laughs> and I mean, I guess you you know, I mean, the thing is. This comes full circle to where we started, actually. Much like a, and this is so funny because I was saying that there's a name for these things, and mm-hmm. I was gonna say much like an Ouroboros, which is the snake eating its own tail. Yeah, right. You know that that's like a good word to you know to mm-hmm. throw around if you want to sound like you know what you're talking about. But this is like an Ouroboros because it's precisely because there are no smartphones back then that some motherfucker was sitting there and he was like, you know what I'm gonna do. There's that fucking rock right there, that craggy peak. I'm going to watch how the sun passes by it every single day, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever the fuck it was. 
And that would become like the big fucking thrill. You know, that was the um your favorite um girl is jumping on my free cams or whatever <laughs> right now of his day. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you know, it's like the sun would fucking go over the peak and he could like mark it down um on some kind of tree or no, not even a tree because that grows. I don't, I, I don't know. Listen. He's sitting on a stone and he's got a bigger stone that he's using another stone to make uh to make the marks that everybody can understand. We've cracked the code. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah. So anyway, it was really boring to listen to Neil get through all these fucking drum takes. Yeah, I would totally imagine that. That's just like. So how often do you have like? It, I guess that's an interesting moment of you know Matt in a producer's chair of just saying like, here's like how you should change this song and the way that you're playing it to make it better matt um as far as you know we've grown to understand him is very very in on the tones and how to like record things better and like yes so um you know how often does he like this is a pretty singular memory of mine in terms Mm -hmm. of this kind of thing um I mean, he's made suggestions before, like I like I said, like in that demon song, he said, I don't think you have to say I am the demon quite so many times, mm-hmm. which I told him was the whole point of the song. I mean, at the beginning of this, he had said that he didn't think that we should sing together all the time, mm-hmm. necessarily, but this is, this is different than that, you know? This is like a very mechanical thing. This is like a a wrench in, in, in like, this is the tool for this particular part mm-hmm. of the engine kind of suggestion. So it's, it's, it's a really different. And I mean, there, when it comes to like little guitar stuff and like guitar candy, he will throw in ideas, you know, that'll be like different than what we've been trying. And I mean, but that's, that's in a very collaborative spirit. I can't remember one time when he was just like with a fundamental track Mm-hmm with a basic track where he was like, this needs to be switched up like this, uh, you know? And it's like, you know, you can hear near the end of the song when the drums switch back to like the other drum beat, mm-hmm. um, like in the last like choruses, you know, the, it, like the one time the chorus repeats, second time it goes through, it goes to a different beat. And I don't, I can't really remember which one is which at this point, but, um, it really it it really was very effective in terms of uh giving the song a very subtle level of like dynamism that it would not have otherwise had mm-hmm. you know so kind of like when um when chris starts playing the guitar line when you're going through maybe the last pass through yeah that's exactly where it is mhm mhm yeah i that that's definitely like really good intuition of just like Aurora Boris. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So this song is kind of like the uh, the one. Yeah, I remember I when I wrote this, and this this definitely is uh, 
I wrote it. And then the first thing I did was, and this was kind of earlier on. I wrote this one too. Um, I had the, and I had this, this was on my eight track. So I was still recording like different tracks at a time. Like now mm-hmm. I just record on my phone, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just one track and I sing and play guitar and that's it. But, um, I went through this and I had the, um, I had the idea for the riff and, and then I wanted it to do like the shit it in it. And then I wrote, I did it all the way through mm-hmm. and I sang it. And then I was like, oh, I need responses to all these lines. Mm-hmm. And so then I went back and I recorded and I wrote all the responses you know, um, but it was like definitely written like, like I, you know, I wanted it to just be like this sort of like, um, I mean, my songs, a lot of them are like jerky and like so many words packed into a thing and like, kind of like almost like, you know, in that sort of like hip hop sort of thing, even mm-hmm. if it's not, doesn't sound like hip hop per se at all, but you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like it's mu- it's much more based in like like rhythmically filling up the measure right. or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to write a song. I was just like, she told me where to go. She told me what to do. You know, mm-hmm. like, and then I like heard that, and I was like, this is cool, but there's like a whole thing missing here. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I went back and I wrote the second part of it, and. It was weird because I had written – I usually always write like all the way across on my journal. And then this one I just wrote like they told me where to go and then they told me what to do on the next line. So I had space for all the the um, responses like right next to them. Yeah. Which I don't – you know, call it, uh, call it Jesus because um, – even even if, even for non-believers, he's always there, opening a window, closing a door. I mean, there's uh, you could you could definitely you could definitely call it Jesus. You could also say that maybe it's like kind of a an evolution of your writing where you mm-hmm. you say, um, yeah, you know, I want to fill up the page, and then all of a sudden you say, oh, I. I never thought about the fact that filling up the page goes both uh, vertically and horizontally. So, yep. yeah, I gotta, I gotta get these lines to the end here. How am I gonna do that? Yeah, this was, um, <laughs> but this was a cool one. I, I remember giving it to Chris, and he goes like, "Wow, you really, you really took the idea home here, huh?" And I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, good. Thank God you like this." Because I mean, there's, you know, this song is like. Uh, got a very um, hard on its sleeve sort of sen- sentiment to it, mm-hmm. and I definitely brought this in, being like, I don't know if this is too cheesy. You yeah. Um, but I think, sorry, I think it was all understood. You know, immediately we we saw what we could do with it and how it could be like pretty muscly and mm-hmm. you know. Like mm-hmm. the, the sort of delivery could mitigate the sort of like emotional uh, 
potential cheesiness of the song. Right. It's naked. It's yeah. like, um, yeah, I think that I'm trying to remember what song it was that we talked about uh, with yours, but it was it's definitely something I've talked to uh, with other people about where, um, especially with singles, like songs that end up being singles or um, like my friend uh, Julia Steiner in Rat Boys um, wrote a lot more choruses on on their last record. And she was, yeah, talking about just like, I, you know, I worried about it being too simple. I worried about it just being like, you know, too easy. And yeah, cheesy, because that's like, it's like you're opening yourself up to a vulnerability. But I think that those are just sentiments that everybody really has and probably has the same vulnerabilities about. Well, I think that's a big part of it for sure. And I think another thing is, like you give yourself more credit than you deserve when you write songs and maybe maybe less a lot of the time too mm-hmm. but like what i mean specifically is sort of ah is is that you the a big mistake people make is trying to be too complex and feel like and feeling like people that are listening who like really don't necessarily have a reason to give a fuck what you're doing are going to be along for the ride and they're going to be like, "Ooh, this is very complicated." Mm-hmm. Most people will just be like, "This is a fucking mess." Yeah. You know? And and so but you as a songwriter, somebody that like decides like yeah, I'd like to go to a room full of people, but I'd like to be on a platform above everyone else with a microphone so everyone has to listen to me uh-huh. is the kind of person that's like, what I'm saying is pretty whip-ass. And so, you know, when making that leap of like, I don't know if this is too stupid or too heartfelt, it's like nobody got your complex emotions and bullshit before. Yeah, right. <laughs> You know, like mm-hmm. you're the only person that th- – like nobody found – any of the songs on fucking ghost stories to be like uh, too complicated to understand or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, uh, uh, you know, people are like, okay, I don't yeah. know what this is. I don't give a shit about it, you know? Totally. So I think that's, that's a lot to do with, with that. But what I, I mean, this, this was more of for me from like a lyrical place in terms of like what I thought was maybe a little bit cheesy. And I, I, you know the the riff, the guitar riff. It's funny because like I, I I did I did it like it's pretty much just on the demo, just exactly the way it is on the record. Mm-hmm. I remember sort of like crispy. I'm like, okay, I see it, and then as soon as like the chords come in underneath it, it's like, oh, this is very different sounding than I thought it was gonna be. You know, yeah. it's like the, that real like button hook there. Mm-hmm. And like, I know he said in interviews, he's like, you know, I heard that riff and I was like, I can't change anything about that. And it's just like, it is so simple. And it's like another one of those things that like, you know, I was like, uh, I'm, you know, like I'm asking you like my favorite guitar player to play this riff that, <laughs> that mm-hmm. I made, you know, yeah, and, it's, yeah. and it's very simple. It's like one figure three fingers you know and Mm -hmm. like so um you know it's another thing that that happened to work out about this song you know i mean like like i said when he was done listening to it he goes wow you really nailed the concept here or whatever and i Mm -hmm. was like oh phew 
Yeah. So, I mean, this is the song that it is. Yeah. It, like, that, that riff, it stands out so much. One of the things that I really love about the way that it's recorded is that um, I feel like the instinct is to put, uh, like, guitar chords under it during uh at least during like recording and i'm glad that didn't because it's just i don't know it feels much more real you're a three-piece band yeah and it also that the idea was that it had to like step up in intensity when the when the verse kicked in Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and we couldn't do that if we if we're if we're going from two guitars one with a riff one with chords down to one guitar you know, so it uh, became, it, it was just like, just the slightest amount of critical thought sort of dictates like, yeah, there there can be no guitar under that. And plus it just sounds cool. It's like back out a pretty awesome bass tone. Mm-hmm. And so like, it fills up everything really nicely. Like, yeah. It's it's like I think I take I t- take for granted how much of a turn that is like when the chords come in it's just like oh it's like I'm used to it because I've been going down that like curve right, so sure. many times but it's so sharp and then like the way the lyrics come in it's so cool cuz it just feels like it's just like it just follows those those chords the way that they're played it's like almost sort of like a reverb uh effect of those chords and like the words just kind of follow very smoothly it's, from it it's almost like a three-part thing mm-hmm. like a three-part round you know where it's like guitar me chris guitar me mm-hmm. chris right and then me and chris switch places but originally i wanted to do it where he sang the first line and we started it out with him in the first like section, seeing mm-hmm. the first stuff. And it, it was weird; it just didn't sound right. And I mean, we, I think that you know, I was like, I was like, yeah, let's start it out like this. I think that would be cool. And then, and then we were both like stopped, and we were like, let's try it the other way. And then it just like felt so much more, yeah, natural. Um, the um. Uh, I really like too that with the with the second parts that you do this cool thing where it's like in the first two it's like yeah you're saying like oh this is what you did in response and then when it gets to like you know how I'd rise above it's like you're adding detail and told me they were true it's like it's like those second the, the Chris's vocals don't like follow the same pattern usually they switch in some way and then it kind of like directs what happens next right yeah um and i mean this this probably has a little something to do with the fact that i wrote all the first lines first Mm -hmm. and then the second line second you know um and so all of a sudden it's like and it was already recorded you know when i wrote the second lines i just Mm -hmm. had to go back and add them so yeah there's a really probably hilarious demo floating around there somewhere that's just like two acoustic guitars one doing the scratch to mimic the drums mm-hmm. and then one doing the riff you know and then one doing the chords and then me singing both parts of this which yeah it's probably pretty bad uh i, I i'd love <laughs> to hear it now 
Um, I'd actually love to hear all these demos now. They, I bet it's probably pretty interesting. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it was already recorded and it was, so it was like a chance to like add like all sorts of nuance into this. You know, it's like once, once you think about something and you're like, oh, this isn't like, it's not done. And it's like, okay, well, what needs fixing? You know, and then, and then it, 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 it can become a more holistic construction project mm-hmm. in, in that regard. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I think that there's um, uh, there's a concept that um, when you have when you have one, you have one. When you have two, you have um, you have the the doubling of that one, um, which uh, you can take in a lot of different directions. You got uh, infinity, and you also have like zero on the other side of that. You have good and bad uh heaven and hell um but when you have three uh you got a a little bit of harmony and so you got you got guitar chords you got you you got chris and that's how it exists and the way that those lead into each other and the way that those three pieces like direct each other is very fucking dope and you add a ton of shit on top of it to make it even cooler yeah, well, I mean, there's actually really not all that much in terms of like overdubbing in term in the song. Really, it's it stays pretty lean. I think. I mean, I listened to it the other day in preparation for this, and what I really remember is the. Uh, you remember we talk about the the nuggets of these songs, Tim, mm-hmm. and um, well, I mean, I'm jumping all the way to the very end at this point, but. All like good. that, that believe me when I say I'm not afraid. The second time mm-hmm. it goes through, and then Chris doing that crazy harmony at the very end. Believe me when I say I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, which is a total 15 harmony. Oh hell yeah! You know, and uh, yeah, this is a. Uh, yeah, this one turned out pretty good. I'm happy with it. I, it never gets boring to play. It's a rare song in D. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I was going to say, Chris really showed up for that one, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can hear where his voice is like... He just... You could tell that to sing, like, in the key, he has to push it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, or, like, probably drop so low that there's no urgency whatsoever yeah like his second um i swallowed every drop down is like the fact that he hits that is so impressive because you can tell that that range is like really really outside for him yeah i mean but he does he 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 brings it he he brings his uh his boys to the yard (laughs) (laughs) um the I don't the aeroplane the fact that you, I don't know there there's a real there's a real magic in just the aeroplane and the way that you enunciate that you know where that came from or is it just I think it had a little bit to do with the old Broadway song Red Line which I thought was such a dumb embarrassing song yeah. you know uh-huh. and and 
And it said, you know, if I could be anything, I'd be an aeroplane. And it fly mm-hmm. so far away. And I thought, I, I think that there was some, a little idea of like, sort of like redemption, uh, like for myself in writing a, another song that was like a love song with aeroplane in it. Yeah. Um, but this one, obviously, a very different kind of song. It is, but it is a love song. But it is 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 like more of a. <laughs> it's more of like a "fuck you then go" kind of song, even though it's saying "don't leave without me." I mean, there's another part of it that's like, uh, you know, like believe me when I say I'm not afraid. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. it's like it's like. I mean, I think that there's. This is someone struggling with, like, the sort of politics of who's in charge in some kind of relationship that seems to be crumbling. I think that's the best way I would describe it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And I don't say that. That's not, like, supposed to be, like, a political-sounding statement um, or, like, diplomatic or whatever. It's more just, like, that's sort of the way I see it is, like, this, like, you know, like, you... You, you know, you told me you love me, and I believed it. Oh wait, don't go. Okay, go. No, go ahead, go. <laughs> you know, like it's just like really schizophrenic, but kind of it's, like it's kind of <laughs> got like a pretty pathetic by the smoke of popes kind of thing going on, but without oh, as much yeah. self awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the airplane, airplane, don't leave without me. Is is like. He's it's like really chasing path- the train in like an it's old really movie. Like pathetic in the context of um all the other like really declarative like you really fucked me around things that are going on in this mm-hmm. song. What that is like but also, you know, the reason that you've been able to fuck me around so many times is cuz like I really need you and like I don't want to be stuck sleeping outside metaphorically yeah i um i hate you i am helpless without you yeah exactly um this is um kind of what i was referring to in in recover where yeah you you just go straight into the bridge before you hit the second chorus yeah and Man, that you talk about like upping it, like when you, um, yeah, like it's just like, well, let me tell you, beautiful. It really has this charge to it that's like, it is like kind of half stepped, but it's also like, I don't know, it doesn't slow down at all, it no, keeps no. the urgency. Yeah, well, no, it it goes it goes the the slowdown is in the next line is in. Believe me when I say I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. Distractions, right? So mm-hmm. it's like it does it does at a, at a certain point go halftime, but um, yeah, it, when it when it goes into that part, the let me tell you, beautiful, I've been there. It's almost like. There's a back and forth conversation going on, and then it 
is cut off by somebody being like, no, 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 no. You, you, you can't fucking scare me anymore. You know, like, uh-huh. or whatever. Like, you can't, you can't be fucking with me. I'm not afraid of you. Uh, you would, <laughs> you wouldn't believe the horrors I've seen out there, <laughs> or whatever. You know, but this was also like. Uh... This was around unicornography time, so the devil was making so many good appearances in in this song or in your songs. Um, yeah, greatest story too. Um, yeah, uh, I feel like whenever you can pr- whenever you can bring the devil in uh, and make it uh, make it count, you really make it count here. Yeah, this is. Um... You know, it's it's so funny. Like last week when you were like, uh, "Devil's taking names" and the last curtain falls. Is that something you wrote? That was kind of how I felt actually about this line when I wrote it. When I heard, like, I heard the devil call me by my name. I was mm-hmm. like, "Damn!" Like that. That's some that's some shit right there. I never I never thought about it in terms of devil's taking names, but um, I did I did with this one. I mean, which in Hindsight, I think I think you're right. I think the other one's better, but <laughs> but, uh, but at, at the time, I don't know. You know, this is a song I went from being very like unsure of to being very excited about, which I guess is reflected in the actual song itself. And mm-hmm. like it's real structuralism of how I would come to enjoy the song or whatever. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. It seems like. This one has just that like quality of just appearing and appearing in like the the way that it does just based on the fact that you start and then you see like oh there's there's more here there's another half of of page to write and um and yeah I think that like what I love about this song so much is that while it is about something, it's like this whole record is um, about like youth and about like punk and, and all of the things that I think, you know, when you're finding, when you're finding the bands that matter most to you when you're a teenager, those are the ones who are going to make, make certain that you are, going to not have a problem with something like evolution um or or just like that you're going to like go down a a good path that is also always going to be like interlocked with um being seen as the wrong path like this is the devil's music that we're talking about for sure yeah and um you know, I'd love for this to be the kind of record that you had to hide from your parents or whatever, but I don't. I don't think, unfortunately, it's really not. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think. I think. Um, I think what's set forth here is all pretty right on, and and um, at least thought provoking in a way that's not overtly blasphemous, unless you're like the kind of person who doesn't believe like women should be allowed to wear shoes and shit like that. Uh-huh. Uh, but. Um, yeah, this is a. This, yeah, this is a record about like, 
youth and punk rock and like that there and the punk rock that we loved when we were youths and um this kind of like bittersweet love song thing was like a, a trope that was very much a part of all of that stuff you know like the love mm-hmm. song is always right there you know and uh this one i feel like tries to subvert the idea of like the pop punk love song a little bit by being a little bit self-awarely pathetic mm-hmm. um you know and not like blaming completely like some sort of mystery woman for uh the whole everything that's wrong with you you know yeah <laughs> right but that was a big thing yes it sure was <laughs> but uh i think it's it's cool to have um i don't really ever think about this as like being a love song i feel like this is just kind of a song that's just about everything yeah i mean i think that's i think that's that's also true i mean it, you know it like comes from that sort of template but there's like a bigger thing going on there in terms of just um just sort of getting older you know and like sort of growing up and like looking at the what do you stay behind do you move on like what do you you know like what's you know you I, you're turning 30 man what what are you gonna do mm-hmm. you know it's like you don't want the airplane to leave without you but you don't want to stay here anymore you know like yeah or i guess those are the same <laughs> i got you it know. i got you i'm yeah. following okay good um so uh the title um a little spin on a judy bloom novel yeah 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 the the uh i it's called are you there god it's me margaret and it's about a young lady um uh getting her period for the first time oh i didn't know that oh yeah oh yeah and um so this is this is a take on coming of age but it's are you there margaret it's me god where you no matter no matter what you think of yourself right uh sometimes you find answers in places you don't expect them right and uh mm-hmm. it's also just funny as shit it is to, to <laughs> just take flip it around like that um so one thing that kind of made me laugh da- laugh after our conversation a couple of weeks ago was when you you know you mentioned Warbrain, um, you mentioned Trusty Chords, and then I was like, "Oh, that's funny." Warbrain mentions Trusty Chords, and here's Brendan telling both of them, "Like, yeah, I took this from you." What else? you take anything else on this one? Nine one one for peace by anti-flag um it's the those th- like it's really warbrain and 911 for peace that like the whole structure and those two songs are the same i don't know which one of those guys stole it from the <laughs> other but um like i said the how water music thing i just threw it in there to like sort of be cheeky yeah. it was not like i mean i think it sounds cool but it's so good because like yeah the when the devil calls you by by your name he also just says hey yeah yeah (laughs) 
I like that you're on that level. Yeah. Good old Satan. Yeah, well, you know. I've fucking been there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, we got to put a pin on this one. Uh, O'Calcutta Part 3. We finished Side A of this record. Um, so much fun. Yeah, it's... um. Great talking through these. It's, uh, I mean, again, it's what you all came for, I think, kind of. Uh, so there's no shame in making sure that we, uh, we, we get to everything. Um, it is amazing how, uh, how fucking long it takes to get through everything on these. But, uh, that's why we're keeping these a little bit more digestible. So we don't burn out and start burning through this shit really fast and so you guys don't just burn out and get bored of it and especially if we're just like and then this okay yeah moving on next okay you know yeah it's you know this is obviously one of those ones it's important to take time with and stuff like that so uh yeah um tim it's been super real man Patreon.com slash better sandwich. Um, tell your friends about the show. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, our Patreon, like we said, it's the greatest thing ever. And we're going to do some, uh, we're going to do a fun little experiment over there uh, for next week that I'm looking forward to. And uh, yeah, you should check it out. It's seven bucks a month. And, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty easy commitment, um, on, uh, on our end. Cause we just talk more and boy, boy, you get, you get me and this guy with a couple microphones in front of us. Who knows where it'll go, right? That's right, baby. <laughs> Woo! We'll be back next week. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Bye.